0: You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. What the world needs now Is love, sweet love It's the only thing That there's just too little love What the world needs now Is love, sweet love No, not just for some
1: the only thing that there's just too little love. what the world needs now
0: yes, love, yes, this is exactly love. what the world needs now, a lot no, of love and some, as we start this new week we are rolling into the new Republican convention and I gotta tell you, <laughs> I don't see a lot of love there Van <laughs> this is Keith Price and I am here for the Oh, my God, for our wonderful, wonderful podcast that I enjoy doing so much. I love doing this. It's the Curtain Call. And I have a, another special guest. He's actually a return friend, which is what I like to call him, because, you know, again, he is one of the reasons why there are so many of you that are out there now sitting there popping your fingers to fiddle around the roof, you popping your fingers for a color purple, and, a whole, and losing your mind right now because the latest thing that they just let go, oh, my God, the unattached... What oh, Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner? You know, we talked to them a couple of weeks ago. Fabulous, but you know that song that we opened with. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Bert Bacharach's big hit um, that Broadway for Orlando has put together because after the this it it was an initial artistic response to an absolutely tragic, tragic event. That sadly, as we're sitting here now talking, because I'm here with Van Dean from Broadway Records, who is the guru, shall I say, one of the many gurus in New York City that are just giving us cast recordings and giving us live concert albums. And, you know, unfortunately, this is a song that he had to invest his time and energy in to make happen for such a terrible reason. Otherwise, this would have just been, oh my God, all these Broadway singers singing these great songs. And now we have, you know, since that time, man, we've had even more tragedy happening. And so, you know, again, I feel like this is an opportunity for me to to say thank you to Van Dean because Van Dean, you know, took an idea of a, sh- a shell of an idea that came to him and made something beautiful. How are you doing, Van? <laughs> just I'm, like I'm throw doing it well. in there. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh my God. So, Van, it's like again, last time we talked, we were just knee deep in what's oh, coming from the Tonys, what's going on in the world. We were having a great time. And then within a matter of a couple of months, We've seen some really sad, sad stuff happening, and I don't want to dwell, dwell too long on it, but we have to talk about this. And what the song that we opened with, that that song, Broadway for Orlando's, and it's really the Broadway stars coming together to try to do something. When you got this idea, when this was brought to you by Seth and James, how quickly did everything happen? Because it it seemed like it happened overnight, to Um, be honest.
1: Even less than that. Uh (laughs) Basically, uh, as I was headed to the studio to record Yoga Man Charlie Brown, uh-huh. um, I got an email from James with the idea, and I thought about it. And I, you know, quickly wrote him back and said, "Well, I'll be in the studio all day. If you can stop by later, you know, let's let's meet about it." And uh, so a few hours later, while we were recording Yoga Man Charlie Brown, I stepped away for a moment um, and met with Seth and James, and we talked about how we were going to do this. And two days later, we were in the studio. But while I was there. For Charlie Brown, I we were doing it at Avatar Studios, and I asked uh, the vice president Avatar if if he would donate his facility for us to do the recording, and he immediately said yes, which was extraordinarily generous. And the engineer on Charlie Brown agreed to be uh, at no cost uh, engineer wow. for Broadway for Orlando, and it kind of all you know snowballed in the best possible way from there. Everybody, uh, even iTunes, is you know given up their cut. Everybody's been given up their cut. In order to maximize what goes to uh, the people who need it most, and just in the first week we raised almost a hundred thousand uh, dollars from the sale of the single, and now it's in almost all the Broadway theaters. Um, they're all carrying it, and uh, it's of course on iTunes and our website. And you know we're just trying to do as much as we can, and all the proceeds are are going to the GLBT Community Center of Central Florida, and they're they're kind of the the point people for the families who were affected, they're all calling them, asking for help, whether it's, you know, funeral costs or getting people from, you know, to be able to fly in, uh, whether it's helping cover rent for, I know there's a story of of one survivor whose two roommates were killed in the tragedy. And so he doesn't have a way to pay his rent right now while he figures things out. And um, so there's just all these, you know, as you can imagine, that times all the people are affected, how much need there is. So we're just trying to do what we can to be a part of that. Wow. A part of that solution,
0: you know, to help them. Oh, man, Van Dean, Again, doing, you're doing God's work, man. Like, it's sort of like, you know, I, I sit and I think about this whole experience of, of what Broadway for Orlando had become. And I was very thrilled because as someone who loves the people of the theater um, and the work that they do, it is so wonderful to have seen them gel so quickly, um, make themselves so available. And, And at the same time, do something so special. So special. For you, I mean once this whole process and this ball started to roll it's like how did you manage finishing all of the other projects you had because i mean you're you're i won't say you're like a one-man show but you're you're pretty busy with your hands and everything that happens and so like you have to come to almost a screeching halt with everything first to be able to to focus on this as intently as you needed to uh
1: to a degree i mean i do have a full-timer and a part-timer who are helping me out and uh most of my focus in the couple weeks following Broadway for Orlando was on that because it kind of took a life of its own. I mean, it's been covered in all the major m- media. We've had all kinds of opportunities to spread the love. I mean, Sydney just did uh, their own, uh, you know, concert version yeah. of it. Uh, they did one in Beverly Hills. We're about to go to Florida where we're doing something big there um, in Orlando. And so it's there's a lot of things that have come from it. Also, Stage Door Manor just created uh, the Broadway for Orlando Challenge where their whole group of kids in the summer program there did a, a version of the song, that they did a video of, and then they challenged other people in the community to do their own, uh, you know, short version of their favorite part of the song. So it's it's kind of like the ice bucket challenge, where, you, <laughs> where each performer says, "I challenge you know these three people or so," and and then they do they sing their part of it, and then uh, those three people then do it and challenge three other people, and so it keeps it spreading keeps spreading the word. Yeah, it keeps spreading, and it's there's been already uh, some really amazing people who have taken the challenge, and more and more who are going to. And Stage Door Manor has been donating ten dollars for every share, up to five thousand dollars to the to the GLBT Center. Wow! And um, you know, we hope also that this keeps spreading the message of love, and also encourages people to to buy the single because all the proceeds go one hundred percent of the proceeds goes to the GLBT Community Center.
0: Wow! And again, Van, you you have. This is like the first time that you've done something like this before because I know that you've done a concert for the, um, the kids in Connecticut. Yes. And you have consistently seemed to be involved in – Causes that certainly have a lot of merit that don't seem to get a lot of attention. Like for you now, as we sit here and we're talking about all of this stuff, I mentioned that the Republican convention is starting. The <clears throat> excuse me, the Republican National Convention is starting, and you know, there's been a lot of conversation about their platforms. There's been a lot of conversations about the people that are performing or excuse me, speaking, because that's what they're there for. Scott Bale. Um and you, for you, how like, do you have kids? I've, I've no. been meaning to ask you. Okay, not, not at this time. Not at this time. Okay. But it's something that you, you're thinking about at some point for yourself. Definitely. Um, how do you feel about the state of the world in terms of just with guns right now? I mean, for me, I would be afraid. I have like a, a 30-year-old nephew now who I really – I fear for his life because he is, like me, a target for all kinds of craziness. And it's sort of like – you, you think about gun control and the conversations that people are having about it. How do you feel? Like, where do you fall into the line of all of this?
1: Well, I've been working with Sandy Hook ever since their tragedy happened. And, you know, it started with a benefit concert from Broadway of love and right. then started bringing, uh, you know, visiting artists to Sandy Hook elementary to visit with the kids and, um, and then helped, uh, new arts create their summer program where we do, you know, two full productions with the kids every summer. So I see, you know, very closely everyone who is impacted by this and, I don't see how you can, can be around them and think about, you know, what they experience without, you know, wanting major changes to happen. And given that, that as horrific as it was, wasn't enough to get the, the, you know, the laws changed and now Orlando, the same thing,
0: you know,
1: you know, it's to me, I think the only way change is going to happen is to change the lawmakers. You know, it's, you know, it, it, I think uh, a certain party, uh, to ter- be remained nameless, but I think most people know who I'm talking about, um, have refused to, you know, listen to common sense. I mean, there's no reason that anybody needs an AR-15. There's no no reason that we all need to have access to guns that only the military should have. Um, now, again, I'm talking about the, you know, the high-capacity weapons, you know, semi-automatic, et cetera. I mean, I'm not... You know, trying to say that people shouldn't have their Second Amendment rights, but certainly the uh, the founding fathers never intended for (laughs) somebody to be able to kill fifty people in in the course of a couple minutes. Exactly, that was just never on their radar. And and uh, you know, I think that people who are Second Amendment purists think that the country hasn't changed in two hundred plus years and the reality is time change and we have to change with it.
0: Absolutely.
1: And uh so I, I not to turn this into a political no, podcast. Absolutely but, not. But I mean it yeah, there's there's no way you can be around, you know, the innocent kids that I work with and not, you know, be really angry that change hasn't happened from from what occurred. From what? And again it it's pretty simple stuff. I mean you know, you need better background checks. People on the terrorist watch list shouldn't be able to get guns. You know, in, without going through a you know a, a full vetting process, you know, and full background check. You know, and the only reason they should be able to get it is if they're accidentally on the on the list. But if they're truly supposed to be on the list, then obviously they shouldn't be getting access. And you know, there's some common sense stuff like that. And again, you know, high capacity semi-automatic weapons. I mean, the guy who invented the AR fifteen says that it was never intended for civilian use. And that's the guy who invented it. And the reality is if you need that kind of weapon to protect your family or to hunt, then you're not very good with a gun (laughs) because, you know, you obviously don't have any kind of aim. Um, You know, so I don't see how anyone other than the gun manufacturers who are trying to, you know, make lots of money can justify why we need weapons of that magnitude. It's just I mean, you know, where do you draw the line? Should everyone be able to have access to atomic weapons? I mean, yeah. I think the NRA and most people who say no, well, where do you draw the line? Well,
0: where do you draw the line? It's like,
1: why Why shouldn't, you know, what's the difference between, a, you know, say a grenade and, a, you know, an AR-15? I mean, in, you know, in terms of the damage it can do. So, obviously, there's lines that we draw as a society and, you know, we should all be able to agree with that. 90% of the public does want change and yet they're being thwarted by you know, the NRA and the gun
0: manufacturers. Well, it's a lot of money that's being pumped into that for, you know, all kinds of terrible reasons. But again, you know, it, it is one of those things that I find very interesting because my partner and I have had this conversation a lot. And our biggest concern, too, is that, you know, the other link that people are not making, and that is that there is a lot of very unhealthy, mentally unhealthy people that are on our, our planet that are either being ignored because nobody wants to deal with it. I know like within the black community, especially in the black and Latino community, like we just don't talk about it. You know, you you if you're crazy, if that's what they want to label you as crazy, that's how they label you. But nobody wants you to get help or nobody thinks that you should get help. And I think that that's. When you add that to ex- gun accessibility, it becomes a bigger problem that no one seems to care about. But that's neither here nor there because at this point now, D- Van Dean is here to talk to me about this big concert that he has planned for uh, the Broadway for Orlando, um, July 25th in Orlando. Very close – the the space is very close to the um, actual site where everything happened at, right. the, at the nightclub. How did you – Secure that space enough to do that, and because clearly this is a short amount of time that this has happened. I mean, it takes a lot of time and energy to put together any kind of musical events. You know, it's about the logistics of the place, the logistics of the people, the musicians. How are you getting getting that all done in such a short amount of time? Well, it's a similar amount of time that
1: we had when we did it for Sandy Hook, and one of my producing partners uh, for the Sandy Hook concert uh, is Kenny Howard, and. Uh, the time since we produced that he moved down to florida and is running a theater down there in orlando and so he actually came to me and said you know we we had agreed when we created the from broadway with love name when i had come up with that and then we bought the domain and everything we said this is something that we should reserve for future use although we hope we never need it because we hope there's never another tragedy that warrants such a response but unfortunately there have been many but this is the first one we've been a you know in position to uh, to do something again but uh so he said it's you know he, he felt it was time to to do another concert of that nature. And so he's actually spearheaded it from down there. And I've been helping him. And, you know, we have a team up here and a team down there. And um, so he's kind of helping lead the team down there. And it's going to be at the Dr. Phillips Center at the Disney Theater, which is a beautiful new theater, uh, around 2,700 seats. It sold out in under two hours when we went on sale. Wow. And um, it's a similar size to where we did the first From Broadway of Love concert. Um, that we did for Sandy Hook. and similar scale to and you know an equally uh, illustrious group of, of people who are taking part. And this time it's they're all having to fly to Orlando. Uh, last time we had to get them all to uh, you know, Central Connecticut, but now we're actually you know flying everyone to Orlando. Wow. And uh, we have a lot of you know corporate sponsors and others who have helped underwrite that, which has been amazing. And because uh, obviously there's a lot of logistics <laughs> and costs involved.
0: So now, who are some of the big names? I, we talked to earlier before we turned on the mics, but uh, recent t- Tony nominee Carmen Cusack is planning on being yes, a part of this. I, and... I love
1: her; she's she's amazing. And, oh. um, she was also in the Broadway for Orlando single. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have Cheetah Rivera and Leo Butts and Jesse Mueller and and uh, one or two that we haven't named yet that are really amazing. And then there's uh, another almost two dozen that we have named that are if you go to from BroadwayofLove org. You can see the full list, but you know, a lot of people who are on the Broadway for Orlando single too, like Liz Callaway and Brian Stokes Mitchell and, and oh. others. And Brian Stokes Mitchell actually is the only one who is in the original from Broadway of Love who's gonna be in the new one. Wow. And um, but it's just a, you know, host of really generous, talented, beautiful people that, you know, are giving of their time to do this. And uh, yeah,
0: it's it's a really stellar lineup. It's- this is amazing. Van Dean with me here from Broadway Records. And the big Broadway for Orlando concert that's going to be held in Orlando at the...
1: Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts, that's and we are filming it uh, for DVD,
0: uh, later DVD later DVD release, as well as CD. Perfect and in time for, you know, it'll be perfect if they could be ready by the time school starts. You know what I mean? Like in a dream world. That is or that's, thereabouts. It's a lot yeah, of work. It's to, a lot of know, work. I know, but... It'll,
1: you, It'll be around then, hopefully.
0: Because, again, this is an opportunity for people that are listening to this who can't make it to the concert or now can't get a ticket because it's already sold out um, to be able to take a piece of that home with them as well. And at the same time, for you guys, you can go to um, broadwayforlove.org. Bro- right? Broadway with Broadway uh, so with
1: Sorry, it's from broadwaywithlove.org
0: with to find out more information about the uh, concert that's coming up and ways that you can actually help by donating, you can donate money to the gay, the the gay, lesbian. Is it the GLBT center? Yes, GLBT um, community, community community center, center of, of central of Florida. central Florida and and give them some help as well. And then the thing is, is that it's very hard, and I know it's very difficult because in the time of that, since that tragedy, there have been other tragedies in between. And so, how hard has it been able for you to be able to keep? Um, getting people to stay focused on that? Because I think that that's, I mean, it's, it's weird to say that, but, you know, there are lots of other things that are happening since then. How has it been for you to be able to keep that alive? I mean, of course you're working to do that, but I'm just saying, like, how hard has that been on you? Because, um, Well,
1: everyone's been really committed to it. I think certainly the fact that we're taking, you know, the Broadway for Orlando team and combining it with some of the From Broadway of Love team members and then adding a few a few new uh, partners in Orlando, it's people who are all very committed to the cause and have been a part of it bef, You know, since before, the since mm-hmm. the beginning, since it happened. And so I think we've all, you know, been able to keep our focus. I mean, there are some things that I'm potentially uh, having the works to react to some of the more recent uh, tragedies and saying that there's been more recent when that one was only a month ago is, you know, is pretty uh, tragic in itself. But, oh, you know, it's... There, it would be a full-time job for a team of people to respond to everyone. Yeah. Um, so we can't do everything unfortunately, but, but we're doing whatever we can. and you know there's certainly uh, a lot of love to go around and you know we've seen that, and you know I know that the Broadway community feels very deeply about it.
0: That's great. That's great. Van Dean with me here from Broad, Broadway Records. Go to Broadwayrecords.com too, because you know one of the things is we're going to lighten up this conversation because it's like, a, all right, we're all right. There's been tragedy, and we are trying to deal with it the best that we can. As artists, we're responding as well as we can. And that's, you know, truly that's all we can do besides voting, which is everybody's responsibility to figure out how we get rid of some of these people that are making it impossible for us to live somewhat peacefully in this country. Oh, my soapbox. But let's talk about now, Van Dean. Let's just get real now. We're going to talk about the music that Van Dean and Broadway Records is bringing to you guys. Okay, so... If you guys have been following the podcast, you know that just recently, just about a week or so ago, uh, Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner just released with Broadway Records their show that they're doing at Feinstein's 54 Below called Unattached, and I have to say that truly, and I have listened to many of the Broadway Records' productions of shows from 54 Below, and I, I... will instantly say that that now has been shot right up to the top of my number one list of shows that you guys have been able to collaborate with the artists and have I mean again I'm going to give you just a taste of it and then you tell me if you don't think this is fabulous no Listen to the applause. And that's just for the first number. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Man, how how hard is it for you to get these these guys together to do this? Because sometimes these shows are so um they're so hard to to commit to because I mean, luckily this run with em- Alice and Emily has been this is the second time that they've done it and they've had a long period of time. How long does it take you to get a good capture of a show do you generally do like that is it one show you try to record each show that they're doing in a run so that you can have plenty of stuff to choose from or do you um just bank on one show and then hope that it works
1: (laughs) ideally we try to get between two and four um Uh it's always a risk to just get one we've had to do that a couple times because a couple of artists only had one show Mm -hmm. um so then you know we crossed our fingers and, and, hope, and hope that it work out. And luckily in those cases it did. But we'd like to have at least two, and you know preferably three or four to be able to have the artist then choose which take of each song from each night that they want. Um, so usually you're not hearing entire show end to end. You're hearing you know some songs from night one, some songs from night two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like one cohesive show because I mean, they're doing essentially the same show every night. We're just taking different takes. Um, so it's but it it definitely helps to have some choices but um, as I said there have been a couple albums where we did just do it in one night though
0: is that is that a lot easier to produce than let's say something in the studio to do
1: Um, I wouldn't say easier I mean there's pros and cons Um, (laughs) from a technical side because you're in a confined space I mean 54 Below doesn't have a huge stage it means there's bleed between microphones and Mm -hmm. therefore you only have so much control over you know each channel and you know and how you're mixing it in so it's, it's definitely an art form to be able to do a live you know live recording like that. Um, so it's, you know, whereas in the studio you have isolation on everything so you can control each of the individual instruments and individual voices a little better in terms of, you know, levels compared to each other and, you know, the EQ of it and, you know, and other, other uh, modifications that you need to make in the mix process.
0: I love that. Van Dean with me here from Broadway Records. And we were talking earlier. I, I, I've been trying to get him to tell me what is coming down the pipe? Because there's so much stuff going on over at Broadway Records. You think this from Broadway with love concert series that they're going to pre- pretty much going to have to probably do for the next year or so until we get through this selection, which is a sad thing. But then if you're a Broadway fan, it kind of is a good thing because that means you're going to get to see these other Broadway artists do other things. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff coming. What kind of good things you got? I know one of the things that I'm looking forward to right now is the cast recording from the Disaster Musical. How's that coming along?
1: Uh, it's coming along really well and it actually connects to our first topic because th- that's that album is a reason that you know from Bro- uh, Broadway for Orlando was able to happen um, because Seth and James you know had now knew me from doing disaster because mm-hmm. we'd worked together on it so that was their first call when they you know thought of the idea Wow and so that's how we all came together is from having done that and we actually had to take a little break from from working on that album in order to do Broderick for but now we're, we're back and finishing it. Um, but that comes out September 9th, and mm-hmm. uh, we're very excited about that. It's uh, you an know, incredible cast and a lot of fun songs. A lot and, of
0: fun songs. And it was a fun show. And one of the songs, actually, from the uh, cast recording had already been released because Jennifer Simard, who was Tony nominee. We have to say that now because she's a nominee. Tony nominee, Jennifer Simard. Um, it was so great, got to... Release, at least she was the first of, of the, the the pen to come out of the pen for disaster because you know we wanted to get some attention for her, and I'm so glad that we got that out. But she just knocks that song out of the park. Oh my god! Oh my god! You got to take a listen to this, you're gonna love this. Take a listen. <laughs> That last note, shut up. Just shut up. Come on. That, man, sitting in the recording studio with her doing that, that must have been a lot of fun. It was. It was. It really was. She's, she's, ooh, that girl can sing. That's another singing girl. I love (laughs) that. And again, you know, Broadway Records has a lot of stuff going on. I mean, this is, that's just one. What else is happening? Tell me more. Tell me more.
1: Oh, we have six albums just in September, possibly seven if from Broadway of Love ends up coming out then which we'll know uh, shortly wow. once we figure out what it's going to take to finish it because it's a pretty big That's undertaking. It's a
0: huge undertaking.
1: Um, but with, uh, so on the ninth, you know, we have Disaster um, and then Norbert Leo Butz's uh, new album, uh, mm-hmm. Girls, 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 Life at 54 Below. And oh. that one I'm in love with too because it's, it's really a brilliant concept, mm-hmm. that concert that he put together. He um, He wanted to celebrate and talk about all the women in his life and he does it in the context of the Greek goddesses and Greek mythology, so he takes us through you know each of the Greek goddesses and their story and how it relates to uh, the women in his life, and then has you know songs that go with each one. Wow! And uh, so it's it's really a pretty clever concept and very well executed on his part, and some really great songs that are a whole lot of fun.
0: I love it. So uh, Norbert Leo Butts, get back on Broadway, by the way. <laughs> now that we're talking about him, love him. He's so good. So for concerts like this and shows like this, um, and putting them together for uh, a, a CD, I guess, which is the, the the thing. It's kind of passe now to say CD. I still love them. Oh, well, me too. Um, but when you get like someone says that they're planning on doing these particular songs for their particular concerts or whatever, when it comes time for you to actually try to do all of the work that you need to do to get this together, um, is it? Sometimes is it harder if about the there's the, the concept of the rights being utilized in order to to put these songs to record them. It's different than them just sitting there doing it in a concert because some songs will wind up getting taken out because of certain rights issues or.
1: Well, it's the way it works in the U.S. is you know um, based on the copyright law mm-hmm. is once a song has been published for the first time, anybody can cover it. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to pay what's called a compulsory license. Mm-hmm. So you go to an organization like Harry Fox, and you you know you look it up, and you're able to uh, get get a license for it. Um, so as long as it's been recorded before, and the law is set up that way, because you can imagine like a song like Yesterday by the Beatles, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody had to you know approve every request that came along, it would be a full time job just for the one song, because <laughs> um, there's been a you know million covers yeah. of that. But so it's it's a compulsory license that agencies like Harry Fox handle. So um, it's still a factor, though, in that. One, if it's never been recorded before, then you have to get the rights from the writer directly, mm-hmm. as opposed to going to the publisher or Harry Fox. Um, the other thing is, we try to stay away from long medleys when, <laughs> where we can, because you have to pay for every song individually. Oh, um, so if you have you know eight songs as part of a medley, you're paying for eight songs in that medley, and so you regardless
0: can, of you doing the whole thing or yeah, not,
1: even if it's you know twenty seconds of the song, is you know you're still paying for the whole thing. Wow. Um, so. That's why we don't do a lot of medleys because it gets very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, artistically, I think they can be a lot of fun and can be, you know, really meaningful. But they're just so expensive that they make it kind of prohibitive, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> God, I, I just again these are those things that nobody who who is in that mix will understand how complicated it is. Because I remember, like, as I I talked to with or overheard a conversation with James and Seth about all of the other logistical things that had to happen, like with musicians' unions and with the actors' unions. And there's a whole other layer of things that has to happen in order for something to just end up on your iPod. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty involved. It's pretty involved. And again, people like Van Dean from Broadway Records makes it possible for you and me to sit in our basements if we have them still. I don't know if people still even enjoy their basements because they're now, you know, man caves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with 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 these these cast recordings and and these great concert CDs that he manages to put his touch on and I have to say that I'm really thrilled because again all of that energy and all of that work is not only being used for himself to do what he does but he's also found a way to channel that to help people and so again from broadway with from broadwaywithlove.org get your um information about what's going on in Orlando you can actually go to the site, and, and it will direct you right to a direct donation. For- well,
1: broadwayrecords.com has the direct donation on it. Um, from BroadwayLove, though, .org lets you sign up to be notified when the album and the DVD are, are available for pre-order.
0: So, again, that's one way for you to be able to not only get an opportunity to participate in the actual event, which will be happening on July 25th in Orlando at the...
1: Dr. Phillips Center for the performing
0: the arts. Dr. Phillips Center. It's like Dr. Phil's Center. That's what I was about to say. Dr. Phil's Center. And it's like, no, that's not the same one at Disney. And again, they're going to they're going to try to help continue spreading the word that love is really the answer. I mean, if if you have a respect for life and a love of life, then there's no reason for people to be shooting and killing each other. It just it really isn't. And so as we close, you can slowly hear we're going to pick up again where we left off earlier at the beginning of this. And don't forget that you can go to broadwayrecords.com to find out everything else that we were talking about about the albums that are going to be coming out in September. You can also, again, donate to, there's a direct dial, donate to the, the Center in Florida, and as well as sign up for their newsletter, because if you get their newsletters that if, through the site, you'll find out what other things are going to be happening. And I have a feeling that as soon as... now. There's some new shows that are going to be coming this season. Have you already started having conversations with people about new, these new shows for the fall season?
1: Conversations, yes. Uh, not more than that yet. I mean, we don't have you know any
0: Nothing details yet. But Damn. He always does that to me. You always do that to me, Van. You come here and you're teasing me, and then you're just going to go off with the other thing. But that's okay, because Van is doing good work, and I will allow him to do that to me as long as I know that there's going to be great stuff coming down the, the, the pipe. So, again... Go to broadwayrecords.com to find out more about the concert, find out more about donations, find out more about everything that they have coming out, and and support this event however you can, because, you know, there's a lot of sad stuff that's going on in this world, but right now, this is the only answer that we have to be able to fight this. This and the power to vote. So, again... Broadwayrecords.com, Mr. Van Dean thank you so much for being here. And again, listen, li- and I want you when you listen to this to figure out who all those different voices are because I know there's some really astute Broadway folks that are out there that you can you'll be able to tell as soon as you hear them singing. So again, BroadwayRecords.com is now is the sweet It's the only thing that there's just to live. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for...